0: Welcome to Common Sense Medicine. Yes. It's a new health podcast uh, that is evidence-based, trying to get information out to people so that they better understand their health.
1: That's right. Just trying to make regular medical knowledge more common.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, after we've been seeing patients for a while, we realize that's what people need. They just need more information to better understand their health so they can make better educated decisions for their health. That's right. Go ahead. You are Melissa Wood.
1: That's right. Family nurse practitioner with additional certification in lifestyle medicine.
0: Which is awesome. And I am Tim Chen. I'm a family physician that has big interests in public health and evidence-based medicine. That's right. Now, again, this podcast is just, I guess, disclaimer time, right? This is just a podcast for medical information. This is not medical advice personalized for people because we don't know what people are going through.
1: That's right. That's right. So if you have any questions, any concerns, definitely consult with your provider before implementing anything new.
0: Perfect. So now that's out of the way, we're going to get into today's podcast. Let's do it. All right. All ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Common Sense Medicine, another episode. And today, another special guest. Yes. Hey, Jackson. Hi, how are y'all? I wasn't sure if that was my cue. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, it's perfect. You know, know, last week we talked about anxiety and depression. I guess we've been doing it for a couple weeks now. Melissa? Mm -hmm. So Melissa's always here.
1: I'm still here. Still here.
0: (laughs) That's right. Glad to be here. That's right. That's right. Well, and last week, you know, we talked about like moms. And that, I think, really resonated with a lot of listeners. Um, But this week, we're going to talk about dads.
1: Yeah, we can't leave the dads out. That's right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah and at first you know melissa we talked and like we thought like oh dad's and dad's like everything's fine period and we're like oh that was a that was a short episode but actually jackson you were doing some research
2: on like depression anxiety rates in men it's actually high yeah it's um it's pretty significant i i believe that one out of ten according to like the aada um one in ten men are diagnosed with some sort of like anxiety or depression um, and they think that it's significantly higher than that due to like underdiagnosis. diagnosis.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah I think men are probably less likely to seek help mm-hmm. and so right it's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. out of the men who actually go in to be evaluated mm-hmm. that actually are getting these diagnoses.
0: Yeah exactly and then like I think even on that for the statistics suicide rates in men are significantly higher than women because like you said they don't ask for help they don't seek it and then it kind of gets out of control and by the time it's at that red level and of course men Melissa you'll know men are really good at hiding (laughs) feelings and things like that we're not just we just maybe aren't taught to talk about it like women are Mm -hmm. and so this is why we are doing this episode so for guys a way to talk about things and for women moms and wives you can
1: (laughs) I'll just be a fly on the wall and just (laughs) Yeah, you can prepare work, to learn.
0: Listen, whatever you want to know, Melissa, this is your chance to pick <laughs> our brains. So, um, so yeah, we'll talk about anxiety, depression, maybe how it presents in men that might be a little different from women. We'll talk about things like that, maybe habits, th- ways to cope that are very destructive, that are unhealthy, and then maybe some healthier ways to cope. Uh, and we might even bring in some history and time because really, Jackson, I feel like, You know, our parents' generation, what men did versus what we do now as dads are actually pretty different.
2: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
0: So let's start there. Um, You know, we talk about anxiety. We talk about depression. We talk about mood, right? Like uh, feeling sad, feeling down. But men don't always respond like that. In fact, most of the time when men come to our clinic to talk about depression, it's more like physical findings, maybe irritability, lack of concentration, stomach pain. I, I don't know. Is that what you hear too, Melissa, when they come and talk to you?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there's sometimes fatigue, sometimes, yeah, just kind of a lack of energy, um, like decreased, you know, even things like decreased attention span, decreased libido, decreased, you know, just enjoyment of things that they used to enjoy, whether it's a hobby or other things. Um they just don't really feel interested anymore.
0: Yeah. And in this day and age, of course, you hear things like testosterone and all mm-hmm. these ads right? that are coming out that tell you how you're supposed to be. But really, a lot of times underlying, once we start talking, it's depression. You know, depression is playing a role. It might not be major depressive disorder like diagnosed by a psychiatrist, but all the things, all the physical stuff, all the fatigue, drive, stomach pain, you know, concentration issues, those are actually stemming from other issues which so now jackson let's dig you a little bit right um i was looking at some studies really for us a lot of men and a lot of uh, the sources of anxiety actually come from environmental things like family and work i don't know if you had any personal experience with those
2: yeah no um i just had my first kid uh a year in almost a year and a half ago um and that that definitely it changes the entire dynamic and with that comes with uh stress and so finding appropriate ways to cope with that is definitely um it's been a different process because i used to cope differently and not always the healthiest of ways Mm -hmm. i used to um eat junk food like non-stop um and since i've been here learning to like adapt those habits to more healthier portrayals uh, i feel like has been definitely a big part of growing yeah Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a plug for Blue Health Baptist yes. of, of how
0: amazing we are. <laughs> you know, that, that's a, actually a really good point because, uh, yeah, so we'll start there. Family, you know, mm-hmm. family for guys uh, actually is a big stress area. And again, we have amazing wives, wonderful children, but it's just life. You know, it's mm-hmm. just something that, you know, right, talk about having children. It was just you and your wife and she's independent. You're independent. Like y'all could feed yourself <laughs> right you can do things but once you add a kid in there it does change the dynamic a lot not just between like hey i have to have a different relationship with my child but also the relationship with the wife uh changes i'll, I'll even say like my wife once we had kids her attention to detail for the kid is you know heightened but also to me she's like hey you can't you got to wash that this way and before i'm like what you know i have to what and so those are things that um uh, maybe that we think like this is supposed to happen. This is normal. It is. I mean, that's what happens, but it is a big underlying stress ball that kind of festers for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you think that, like you mentioned earlier, the, um, how the roles have evolved plays into some of that? Whereas, you know, maybe when our parents were, you know, as we were growing up in that generation, it was a lot of more like separated roles, like, Woman stays home, takes care of the household, man goes to work, and then just comes home and kind of that side of things is done as the provider and everything. And now those roles are a little bit more like blended and meshed, you know, maybe both are working outside of the home, plus both are taking care of household duties So do you think that kind of plays into that at all? Oh,
2: for sure. I think the most important thing from my experience is to have like a balance with your partner. Um, Like somebody takes him to daycare, somebody picks him up. That way, no one person feels like they're doing the only, like the majority of it. Mm -hmm. Um, That healthy, like equality between you and your partner, I think is very important. Yeah, yeah. you know, that's actually a really good point, Melissa, because I'm
0: thinking back, and I don't know if your parents were like my parents or Jackson, your parents, but like, I cannot even recall when my dad gave us a bath, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, bath time, like, no, like, I mean, my dad, you know, he worked hard, he got home, usually like six. And usually by then, like my mom would have, you know, foods cooked, the kids have set the table. You know, we're kind of, we won't even eat before dad. You know, we kind of wait for dad, then he sits down, we eat. But then after that, it's like when it's bedtime, it's essentially like, I think my dad would read us stories every once in a while, but it really was like, my mom got us all cleaned up. We all took baths. She made us sure we changed our clothes, made sure we're all going to bed at a certain time. And I think my dad was just like sitting at the couch.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> he had worked all day. <laughs> he had worked yeah. all day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know if is, is that kind of how your parents were or?
1: A little bit. Our, ours was a little bit different just because, um, we had a farm for a lot of time. So oh, okay. yeah, both of them kind of, kind of participated in that. And then later on, even my mom went working outside of the home more. So mm-hmm. I think there was maybe a pretty equal balance. Uh, to some extent. But still, it did feel like, yeah, if we needed anything, it was always go to mom. You mm-hmm. know, it was kind of one of those, like, just unwritten things. Like, we always just went to mom for, like, anything that we needed. Yeah. And I don't know if that's because of just their <laughs> roles or if that's just kind of, like, ingrained <laughs> just, yeah. in us. Yeah, but. that's
0: right. Yeah, even now, right? Right. Go uh, find mom. Yeah,
1: yeah. That yeah. that's still happens today. <laughs>
2: so Yeah. What about your family, Jackson? So I've always had like a very unique relationship with my father. Um, I was majorly raised by my mother only okay. because my father was in the Air Force. He was deployed overseas um, oh, okay. a majority of my life growing up. Um, and thankfully like when he wasn't when he was um, overseas, he would be like very present and help out all the time. Um, but it's just, I got to see my mom more. Like that's mm-hmm. who I spent all my life with in middle school and high school. Um, so it was definitely more like a, if I have any questions, I need to go to her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: When I wonder, like you said, so obviously, you know, if we grew up kind of watching these roles as how well they're defined and now, and I guess I've heard a lot of patients, uh, they come home now they're grown, right? The boys are grown. And when they married, they're actually maybe subconsciously expecting the same thing. Like, they expect, like, hey, when I get home from work, my mom had all the laundry done and all the food on the table and the kids are there. And how come when I come home to work, my wife hadn't done anything? And even if it's, like, and even if you know, like, hey, like, Melissa, you work full-time. Like, my mom, like, yes, Melissa works full-time. There's no way she can have everything done, like, maybe a mom who was staying at home. It even back then, the kids weren't having as many activities as we do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wonder if that plays maybe something subconscious into what maybe a guy expects and sometimes you know a lot of the things with stress is like you have expectations and if things don't meet expectations that kind of can cause some maybe not resentment but just something not
2: so easy to not comfortable for sure i am i'm very thankful that um my mom in my adolescent teenage years um she had her own job as well um so whenever i was home i was doing like oh i would help with laundry and i would help Mm -hmm. with the dishes um so i'm very thankful that she taught me that because when i went to college and had to do all that stuff i was familiar with how all that worked um but i know that not everyone shares the same perspective on that
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, and we talked a little bit about kind of how men identify differently than women in a way, like just as the provider and head of the household mm-hmm. and things like that. I think some of that is still very present, you know, and and um, maybe feels like a primary role. Um, and yeah, you guys can kind of tell me how, yeah, how you feel about that.
2: Yeah, I um, it's definitely still there. Like I feel as though um, from my experience with my partner um we both have a role as caretaker whether that um sometimes it alternates like who's taking care of my son every day uh who's at work because sometimes kayla doesn't work um Mm -hmm. when i do and then vice versa sometimes she's working when i'm not so we both have a role as like caretaker to our son and then financially as well Mm -hmm. uh but definitely a majority of um an older perspective is that um, these are defined roles that mm-hmm. have to be stuck with, and that definitely has been perpetuated in some instances uh, mm-hmm. in modern culture.
0: Yeah, I think for us, you know, I, you know, so my mom was like, I'm, "You're not going to be like her dad," because like I, she, her, she always jokes like, "My dad doesn't know how to use a microwave. Like if he, <laughs> if she tied a loaf of bread around his neck, he would starve to death." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, yeah, she taught us, you know, cooking, cleaning, you know everything you know and so i feel very comfortable you know cooking cleaning uh picking up kids taking them to the park you know putting them to bed reading stories like the whole nine yards is very comfortable uh to me but i think also still i think in our family any big decision still comes from me Mm -hmm. you know so like whatever it's kind of i guess if you think about it as a company it's like the CEO still decides which direction this company is going, even though if he's not doing a lot of the day-to-day things. So in our family, we still have that um, that role. But I can see like if, like I said, so obviously our younger generation is different, you know. So if the guy had a thought that, hey, I'm supposed to lead this family this direction, but the wife's like, no, no, we're going in this direction, that sometimes can cause a lot of, fighting between couples mm-hmm. which again it's one of the if you look at stress that's almost like one of the top reasons it's just maybe miscommunications or not understanding or not communicating well with your significant other
2: yeah for sure especially with like major purchases like furniture cars things mm-hmm. like that people have very strong opinions on like what they want um and definitely stuff like that can cause Hostility is, I don't know if that's the best word to use, Mm -hmm. Um, but tension, I -hmm. feel like is. Tension.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think that, yeah, financial decisions. um, And right, I think in a dynamic where maybe um, one person isn't bringing in, let's say, the same amount or maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, does isn't responsible for the income. Um, how do you divide that decision, and how does each person get an equal part without there being some type of conflict or mm-hmm. tension? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think you know the second thing on there was uh, finances. You know, mm-hmm. finances for men. You know, that's probably one of the top things that guys worry about. In fact, I think most guys when they came into our come into our clinic, that's probably the top. That, you know, financially, we're just really, really tight. And it might even be in people who make a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they just are living at a means that are really, really high to the point that, like, if they're in business and they miss that sale they don't close that account, th- the stress is huge. You know, and I actually, even those are patient in the past couple months, I, he was just stressed out of his eyeballs, you know. And we were just talking and he's like the way my li- wife wants to live does not allow us to... Because I was like, maybe, have you thought about, you know, not go buy in the lake house? You know, <laughs> and, and, and he's like, the way my wife wants to live, that's not possible. Which I thought was, I don't know, it was sad, but you're like, wow, that might be something you can communicate because I feel like he was hiding it. He didn't want to show her that he is working his tail, you know, working himself to the bone. Uh, but it was causing a lot of uh, stress and anxiety. And Actually, his main complaint coming in that day was just focus. He thought he had ADHD. But when we talk talking, I was like, dude, I don't think you have ADHD. I think you're just stressed out of your, you know, to your max.
2: Yeah, no, um, stress is definitely a big culprit of like anxiety and depression. There's like a healthy level of stress. Um, I'm sure y'all are familiar with preaching mm-hmm. to the choir. <laughs> yeah. Um but just for like some people just don't expect um when it comes to like finances, family, um, the small stuff really does add up very quickly.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And hence, you know, so we'll kind of move on. Cause I think family finances, those are probably your top two. Work was another one. Work is always a big one. You know, guys, you know, we want to do something. I think we're designed to do something. And, you know, as we get farther in our career, we want to do something impactful. Um, and so sometimes work can be very, very stressful. Um, but I think we move on. If, I guess because of time coping with stress. I was looking for men, actually alcohol is probably one of the worst ways that we can cope. And the more that I talk to guys, that's actually one of the, you didn't think it was as big a deal as it is. And so you start talking to people Mm -hmm. and they're like, Holy cow, we are drinking way too much alcohol.
2: Yeah. Um, and it's, what's worse about that is that the people will vary from what they consider a lot to Mm -hmm. not a lot. Um, from personal experience, I know people that are been like, oh, I don't drink very often. I have like five beers a day. And then it's just <laughs> like, oh, I don't know what you're going through, but you should talk to somebody. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah I think we see that a lot. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, just in general, men do metabolize alcohol a little bit differently so they can get by with a little bit more than women. Um, and I think that does, you know, some people will kind of push that limit and, you know, not really realize how much it's affecting them until, you know, they have a headache every day, they're tired every day. And then you realize, oh, well, they're, they're actually just hungover because they're drinking excessively every night. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's actually, you know, I I guess to plug that in something for guys that that is something to really pay attention to because we talk about all those other symptoms, right? We talked about lack of energy, lack of drive, lack of focus. All that could just be alcohol, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yes, you're stressed. Yes. Now we're using alcohol to cope and now alcohol is causing all those same symptoms Mm -hmm. that the stress was because right alcohol is a depressant. So it might block make you feel numb for a little bit, but the moment it wears off those feelings come right back so that was one another one that it said that guys might do that's a maybe a bad way to cope is seclusion Mm -hmm. now i think i was reading that i was like okay it's a little different than like i'm going fishing for five hours (laughs) (laughs) Uh, especially if that's something they do all the time Mm -hmm. right or they go hunting like they go hunting for three four hours but that's what's something that they do all the time but this would be something like maybe they don't have any interest they used to go hunting and now they don't they just sit
2: in their room Mm -hmm. and watch tv all the time or, or something like that yeah Or just zone out while hanging out with family or friends. Yeah, just the eyes forward, glazed over kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. It's scary to see somebody um, go through that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, and I think, like, technology, too, can sometimes be another outlet or, you know, just way to kind of zone out, whether that's, you know – phones, gaming, you know, different mm-hmm. things like that, there are healthy levels of that. And then there are, you know, excessive levels that can sometimes contribute to that social isolation.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes it's kind of like, so like a guy, let's say he, he, he zones out, he's playing video games and the wife comes in and like, you've been playing too long. You know, and sometimes that can cause friction. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like, a, and
1: he's like, "Well, I've been at work. I just want to decompress, or, you know, or whatever." Yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then and next, you know, the the area of escape. I think we talked about this last year, with women. They go on social media to escape, and they end up getting all these opinions that made their anxiety worse. Guys can have the same. Like they go to games to escape, but now they feel like they are getting nagged on, and it just kind of it kind of escalates. So those are, I guess, things for guys specifically, like. If you start feeling like we're secluding ourselves a little bit more, we're taking substance a little bit more, something that may be like, hey, you might need to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is the third thing is that guys just don't talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. That is actually a big one because I feel like women, they're maybe more easy to talk about their emotions. Guys, whether it's society, culture, you know how we were raised, whatever, oftentimes guys don't talk about things. And I think, uh, Jackson, you told me that sometimes men – I feel like, why do I talk about it? Because no one will care.
2: Yeah. um, There's – I feel like I might have the movie wrong, but I feel like the League of Their Own – it's some baseball movie, Uh and I could be completely (laughs) wrong with which one it is. Um, But there's just a quote that's like, there's no crying in baseball Mm -hmm. um, because it's a male – primarily male-dominated sport. Mm -hmm. Um, It just kind of further perpetuates that. Uh, I'd like to think that we're getting – as a society, getting better about um, welcoming the expression of uh, men's uh, struggles. But uh, it's definitely still there, especially like in major media like that. Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and i think even just yeah how we treat our boys you know if if a girl falls down and scrapes her knee you know get her a band-aid whatever if a boy falls down it's like oh you're fine buddy you know walk it off it you know it's fine and i think that conditions males early on that yeah you don't have to show your emotions if you're hurting Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so and i think you know that's even now, you know, as dads, that's something that you can raise into your sons, right? Like, I mean, yes, you don't want them to become uh, over analyzing their feelings because that can become a tar baby where people just sit there and be like, am I doing this? I'm mean, like, no, 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 don't overanalyze. Uh, there is a time to be tough and a time to like get your pick yourself up and keep going. But it's also okay for boys to like cry, mm-hmm. you know, and if you are feeling sad and if you're bullied. Like, talk to your parents. You know, like, you can open those conversations. Uh, because that's when people don't talk, that's when bad things happen, mm-hmm. you know. And even for us uh, as adults, you know, sometimes it might not be your spouse. You might not be able to talk. To... There are things that I feel like when husbands and wives talk, like, I'll tell my wife something, and she'll get mad at me. And her best friend will tell her exact same thing. She's like, that's so wise. And I'm like, <laughs> that's what I said. Uh, but it goes both ways. You know, sometimes, sometimes talking to your doctor or talking mm-hmm. to a therapist, which... Now we're going on healthy ways to cope, like talking to somebody, a third party that is not pro you or against you, you know, that will give you honest feedback actually is really, really helpful. Uh, and it will also help with a lot of the physical symptoms that manifest with stress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last, uh, you know, so a couple of things to talk about. Definitely feel free to talk about people, talk with people. If it is your spouse, fantastic. Talk to her. If it's not, it's your best friend. It's, you know, don't go on social media. <laughs> Don't do that same pet ball because uh, that is like a bad area to be. But yeah, talking to people is important. Uh, another way that's healthy is exercise. Mm-hmm. Exercise is really, really good for stress relief. And I would even tell people, the more you feel like you don't have time to exercise because you're so stressed, the more you need to find time to exercise mm-hmm. because it increases your mood. It gets rid of all that fight-or-flight energy that you've been storing all day long. Plus, I mean, it's it's also you time. Like, it's time for you to kind of get out, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think kind of just along with that as other healthy things, um, you know, in addition to the exercise, maybe steering clear of sometimes the substances and it may not be it may not be alcohol. It may mm-hmm. be that you feel like you have to kind of keep going with caffeine all day, you know, mm-hmm. or um, junk food or different things. Like you said, you were kind of coping with junk food mm-hmm. just to kind of help with the stress and anxiety Um, but maybe redirecting some of that, you know, instead of going to the pantry, maybe, yeah, just walk around outside for five minutes. It doesn't even have to be a formal exercise session just like take a breather get outside and and move a little bit
2: yeah absolutely that's what i had to do i had to basically throw out my stash of jelly beans um, (laughs) that i kept in my cabinet um and then just like promise myself every day after work just at the very least go run a mile Mm -hmm. just do something to get you out um and active yeah yeah and that's huge i mean like that we
0: you know i think we've talked about before melissa but and Jackson you hear our stuff but you have to find a way to release that fight or flight you know it's bad for you metabolically it's bad for our health like I said junk food yes it's a quick dopamine hit you know that's what they are you know social media you know alcohol these are really quick dopamine hits that kind of make things feel good but in the long run it's just not helpful for anybody and it's so funny that it comes down to the basics like you know certain foods make mood worse so watching that eating maybe more whole foods not exercising makes mood worse so Mm -hmm. getting out there moving you know mental health talking to people and and, you know i guess after talking about all this if you if you feel like your wife is your big stress because she's spending too much on makeup and cars (laughs) or whatever it is it's okay to talk to Mm -hmm. your spouse about it and just kind of let them know this is what you're feeling and i mean i don't think they'll I mean, you—if your husband told, they might freak you out <laughs> like, "What are you telling me?" Sorry, uh, but you know, it's not like it's—it's it's okay to do things like that.
1: Yeah, I think most women would agree that if their husband was struggling with something, you know, yeah, don't just go and like cover it up with other things, or you know, seek advice from you know strangers on the internet, mm-hmm. or you know guys at work, whatever. Yeah. And it's good to talk about things with people. But yeah, just tell tell us, you know, I think Mm -hmm. that's the biggest part. Because we, again, like we talked about last week, we can't read each other's minds. Mm -hmm. So unless we, you know, speak up and say what we're thinking and how we're feeling, we'll never know. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Because that like hostility, if Mm -hmm. if there's tension there, it just breeds more yeah, it becomes dangerous. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the person that you're going to be spending most of your time with needs to be somebody that you can talk to. Yeah. Correct, right,
0: right Because yeah. home needs to be an area where there's a lot of peace. Right, mm-hmm. home needs to be an area where there's like comfort. Home is an area where there's safety. Uh, even for you know for guys too. And so if there's a lot of tension, where some I have some guys like I don't know if I want to go home. Where they bury themselves in their work so they don't have, they to, don't go have home. to go home. Yeah, yeah. Or that I mean that's how relationships get destroyed that's how bad things happen even things like how you raise your children that is something you want to talk to your wife if you feel like because you know people grow up in two different cultures or two different ideologies you could you can agree to disagree or come to a middle point uh because i feel like raising children is a big one too but mm-hmm. it sounds like the the tie-in point is communicate yes yeah. <laughs> communicate and don't drink <laughs> yeah, and exercise so um well That's a lot longer than I thought we were (laughs) talking about. Guys can talk about feelings, right? Mm -hmm. Um, We have CPR coming. So (laughs) any closing thoughts, Jackson or Melissa?
2: No, not really. Just um, for any men listening, just know that it is okay to talk about this stuff, um, whether or not that is with your significant other or a trusted third party. Um, Just know that your feelings are valued and warranted.
1: Yeah, I second that. That's exactly what I would have said. I know, that sounds like Mm -hmm. it was going on
2: a Hallmark card.
1: (laughs) Good job, Jackson.
0: And if if, if anyone has ever met Jackson, the the rule of thumb is just be Jackson. (laughs) If you're Jackson, you're doing great. Mm -hmm. So, All right, thank you, Jackson, for your time. Thank you for having me.